Rock Podcast, talking all things Disney, with your hosts, El John Go and Dave Bossert. Welcome to the Skull Rock Podcast. If this is your first time checking us out, welcome. Every week we talk all things Disney and pop culture with never before heard stories, behind the scenes moments from some of your favorite Disney films, theme park attractions, performances, books, music, and much more. I am one of your co-hosts, Al John Go, musician, longtime Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars fan, and of course, I'm a purveyor of pop culture. And you can email me, Aljon, A-L-J-O-N, at SkullRockPodcast.com. And I'm Dave Bossard. I'm an artist, filmmaker, author, and Aljon sidekick, and welcome to the Skull Rock Podcast. <laughs> if you love Disney and pop culture, please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Um, you can also email me at dave at skullrockpodcast.com. Wow, another week, Al John. I've been all over the map, and here we are, back again. You've been everywhere, and it's it's great to see you. You know, back in the saddle, as it were. I mean, we had some awesome podcast as of late, and uh, you know, I I I'm just been digging it. You know, people been loving the stories we've been we've been able to kind of pull out from our guests, which is awesome. I, you know, I'm, I'm having a blast and it's great reconnecting with friends, especially, you know, during this pandemic when we haven't been as social as we'd like to be and we're not running into people like we normally would have done uh, to have them come on the show and chat with us for a little bit. It's just absolutely fantastic. And we've got a bunch of guests coming up over the next couple of weeks today. It's just going to be you and me. Yeah, I love that. So we're talking about, you know, some of the stuff we've been streaming, some of the stuff you've been attending in the theaters in in living color, right? In, in, the, yeah. in the flesh, as it were. So we're going to talk about that. I would like to also mention just a couple of housekeeping things, too. You know, we, we had Tom Morris on for a two-parter episode. You know, we've had Fred Klein and Bob Kurtz on. So... And, and just a tremendous amount of just awesome interviews. So please feel free to go back in the archive. You can check us out everywhere you get podcasts. If you're streaming us from anchor.fm, that's awesome. Uh, I also put some really cool stuff on Spotify, which is exclusive to Skull Rock Podcast. So I've got some online polls and things like that that you can always check out about, you know, which parts of, uh, you know, Tom Morris's career uh, and attractions that he worked on are some of your favorites. So, you know, you'll, those things will pop in from time to time if you subscribe to us on Spotify. And then you can also send us voicemail and uh, text messages too via our anchor.fm site. So just a couple things for you all to uh, consider. Of course, our emails are always great feedback as well. And uh, we look forward to this next part of our show where it's time. Oh, oh gosh, Dave, I almost forgot. You have some books that are doing incredibly well. My goodness. I'm about ready to, to move well, on. You know, I, I was really thrilled because last Thursday uh, I got a notification that uh, um, both my 3D Disneyland and my Claude Coates uh, Walt Disney's Imagineer, The Making of Disneyland books, those two books were part of or are part of the Los Angeles Times Holiday Gift Guide for Yay. 2021. Awesome. Look at that. Standing ovation 
from the peanut gallery. Look, I wanted to mention it because, you know, the holidays are approaching and, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying the holidays are coming. Holidays are, yeah. (laughs) Well, and I think it's great because, I mean, first of all, we have the link in our show notes. You need to go over there and pick up the book or books. I think, let me say, let me say this for those of the uninitiated that haven't picked up Dave's books in the past, you will be absolutely floored. The books are what you want out of coffee table books. They are amazingly well-crafted, amazing pictures, the paper stock, the everything from the wrap and everything you have in the covers. I don't know what the jargon is because I'm not a, a bookmaker, but Dave, you take such loving care and, and, and detail when it comes to these books that they are just a real joy to have, you know, so... Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. You know, I honestly, when we do these books, it's certainly about the content and what goes into the book, but it's also about the materials that are chosen uh, because, you know, that, that, you know, is part of the tactile experience of holding a book, you know? And so we're always trying to do some fun things and some different things. And, um, we've got some cool things coming up next year. So we'll just keep people posted as we go along. Absolutely. You know, I, I just, not only is it a joy to have the book, you know, I, I love leafing through the book and just sitting down and taking some time to relax, unwind and read Dave's books. But uh, I have to say, you know, I put this on the shelf with other great books in my personal collection when it comes to that. Um, You know, I've got a lot of Disney books, but I also have a lot of rock and roll memorabilia books and books from uh, legendary photographers from Rolling Stone and Niels Lozauer and and, and those type of books. And I just got a a brand new book, I have to say, uh, while I'm here, is that uh, I just got this brand new book of of photography. And I'll I'll talk about it in an upcoming show, but... um, it's just amazing. I put this alongside all these other really great high-end books, gang. So, so please uh, get those books for the holidays. You won't regret it. And by the way, since we're talking about the holidays and gifts and stuff like that, I really, I want to give your company Gibson guitars a shout out Okay, for those, for those miniature guitars you guys are making. Uh, You like those? I I, I think those are so cool. I really do. I'm, I'm like looking at those online and I'm probably going to purchase, I I haven't decided which one I'm going to get, but I'm going to get one because they're just cool looking. Well, yeah. Let me know, Dave, you know, I know a guy. (laughs) Well, listen. If you if you if you if you know a guy and something's falling off a truck, as okay. they say in New York, yeah. or or you can get the friends and family discount. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd love that. Well, it's great. They're they're great miniature guitars. We partnered up with Axe Heaven, and they're they're a lot of fun. When you get the little when you get the little miniature Les Paul, the miniature you know SG, whatever. You have a little case that comes in, and you open up the little case, and here's a little guitar and a little guitar stand, and they're just fun little things to have. Around around the desk, you know, and, uh, yeah. in the office. So yeah, you just let me know which one you want, Dave. We'll, we'll get you, we'll get you set up. All right. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll take a look again and I'll, I'll, I'll email you. Yeah. Email uh, me. I know a guy. I know a guy. I know, you a, guy. know a guy. I do. Yeah. You know, that's like, a, that's the favorite expression in New York. I know a guy. That's right. Well, you see, I'm talking to the right guy, right? You see, now I have to start the sound effect again because that was so Skull much fun. Rock Podcast, ripped from the headlines. It's Skull Rock Podcast headline news. Oh man, Dave, Marvel racking it up at the box office. Seemingly, you know, the Eternals International box office was revealed. It looks like they're outpacing Shang Chi, which was an amazing film. We talked about that a little bit last week. Also, Black Widow. So the features already up to twenty million as we record this on a Friday. 
more impressive is that it's outpacing those films, as you said. Um, clearly, you know, it's got a very diverse audience with a very diverse cast and uh, nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. In fact, uh, next week I'll talk more about it, but I'm going to see it this afternoon in IMAX. Oh, wow. Oh, that's that's amazing. That's great. Well, I'm hoping to catch the film, too, uh, if I'm able to get away. You know, Kristen and I next Sunday have a date night planned. This is the second date night we've had since we've had the kids. So uh, I'm hoping that we're able to squeeze in dinner and a movie. <laughs> that's awesome. I hope I hope you get to do it. I hope so, too. In a kind of a different turn, uh, China uh, held uh, 30,000 people inside Shanghai Disneyland after a single case of COVID uh, infection was reported. Wow. They descended. Is, yeah. Go ahead. I, I mean, this is this is like dystopian. Yeah. I mean, this is this is craziness. Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, the Hollywood Reporter reported that uh, more than 30,000 visitors to Shanghai Disneyland were forced to stay within the park on Sunday, required to take a COVID test to gain their liberty from Magic Kingdom after a single guest tested positive for COVID-19. The draconian response is a vivid illustration of China's ongoing COVID zero approach to the pandemic, a policy that has sparked growing unrest in the country, um, which will make it interesting to see as a Delta variant, uh, uh, you know, kind of trickles over the entire globe. Um, this is the company's second largest park in the world, and I can only imagine the lines were longer than Space Mountain, Dave. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, this is kind of craziness when I first saw this story, and I, I mean, I, I hope those people uh, have left the park by now. <laughs> <laughs> I would think, I would think, you know, five days later, you know, you would think that would happen. But, you know, that's a growing thing, right? I mean, people are not aware of certain things. I think it's important before you go to try to educate yourself. I know that there were people trying to go on cruises as of late that weren't, re that didn't realize that you had to have your, your testing done and, and proof that it was, you know, negative before even entering a cruise ship. And, and these type of things happen all the time or, or boarding planes and different things. Cause the jurisdictions and laws around these diff different things, differ from place to place, especially internationally. So, you know, beware, educate yourself before you go and make sure you have that card ready. Uh, yeah. So you and, can show. And the other thing too, I'd add to that is that it's not all about you. Yeah. You know, uh, it, you know, this is about protecting your fellow human beings. You know, if you're making a choice that you don't want to be vaccinated, great. Just don't expose other people, you know, have consideration. Yeah. Uh, there's, and, yep. and, and, you know, do what you want to do. But but this is this is about the community. This is about the greater uh, uh, population, not just about yourself, you know, and you, you've got to protect, you know, all those other people out there. So don't don't do things that you shouldn't be doing. Well, you get you get yourself tested beforehand, then you yeah. don't have that problem. Right. I mean, exactly. You get yourself tested you know, and you could be asymptomatic or, you know, immune or already have it or whatever the case is. But hey, look, if 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 it says, you know, you got to have this this test done before, then just get the test done before, you know, but you got to you got to be able to take those precautions. And and once again, you know, uh, you know, make sure that everyone's safety is, is at the forefront. So um, anyway, uh, we've got that. And then in more Disney news, Dave. 
Mm-hmm. Bob Iger quietly working on a new book. And this was another exclusive scoop there from The Hollywood Reporter. And I don't guess it's quiet very long now. It's not no, quiet. but I, I think it's fantastic, you know. And again, I, I have nothing but praise for Bob Iger. Mm-hmm. He's an incredibly nice man. Uh, he's He did a, a just a magnificent job in, uh, you know, at the helm of the Walt Disney Company for for as long as he was as CEO. And, um, you know, I, I look forward to this new book. I, I hope it, it, it goes into a little bit more uh, behind the scenes and uh, talks more candidly about his management style. And, uh, you know, he, he's really one of those rare individuals who's really creative uh, and a great business leader, you know? I and, agree. Yeah. And, and, you know, he gets it. He, he gets it. And I have to tell you, Al John, he is a fan. He's a Disney fan. Yeah. I, know? I like that. I, yeah. Yeah. I talked with him uh, many years ago about, and he was telling me the fact that, you know, he grew up watching the Mickey Mouse Club. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he's a fan through and through and, and he steeped himself in uh, into the Walt Disney Company. And I, I honestly think, you know, what, what a fabulous guy. And I wish him all the best. And I look forward to this new book. 100%. I enjoyed the read. Um, I thought that ride of a lifetime lessons learned from 15 years as CEO of the Walt Disney Company. That is a long title, by the way, um, <laughs> is an amazing read. And I encourage everyone to kind of, you know, pick it up. And it's great for me because I wanted to, you know, not only know more about him and, and the leadership skills that he possesses and the type of stuff that he would pass along, but his life experience and the stories of working his way up from like a, a you know, production assistant all the way through, you know, weatherman and, and TV producer and executive producer and then rocking out, you know, with with where he ended up being, you know, in the heat of it all during that that tumultuous time and transition between, you know, powers, you know, uh, you know, uh, from different things. And, and Dave, you've written about this, too, you know, um, you know, with your book with Roy E. Disney and the transition yeah. of, of power and, and all those things happening. Um, it, it was quite a read. And so you know, please check that book out. I definitely would put that on the holiday shopping list if you haven't already done so. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And, the new, and the new book should be great too. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, Disney plus day, Dave, it looms, it looms. It's just about on us. And I am looking forward to this big Comic-Con style presentation that Disney dropped last year. This new one should be great. And it looks like we've got a lot of stuff to look forward to. Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer and Andor footage. So the Star Wars Disney Plus content is coming uh, really hard and fast. And I'm looking forward to these teases. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, again, it's all about the content. It's all about getting that content onto uh, the platform. For the uninitiated, Ewan McGregor is reprising his role as Obi-Wan Kenobi Jedi Master. It's going to be taking place, you know, right around the same time. Uh, I understand kind of the Mandalorian, uh, you know, era, which will be uh well, did I say Mandalorian era? No, it's going to be taking place there right in between the Revenge of the Sith, right? And A New Hope. Uh-huh. So it's in that that kind of lost period uh, between the, the trilogies, in, in between the trilogies. So that should be really cool. Plus you have Star Wars Andor with 
I think is an amazing actor, Diego Luna, reprising his role from Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, and talking about the uh, beginnings of the Rebel Alliance. So this is an unexplored uh, time in Star Wars history for both of these things. And once again, mark your calendars, November 12th for Disney Plus Day. And I'm thinking, you know, I may actually do a Disney Plus Day reaction, um, you know, maybe on that uh, that Friday, Dave. It might be kind of cool to do um, because we're going to be fresh uh, looking at this content and we might just do yeah. a, something cool to kind of do a reaction video to all that. Absolutely. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do that. And let's see, speaking of live action, Dave, you brought this to my attention, you know, Cowboy Bebop is kind of a, um, uh, a great, adaptation of something that uh, has been, I guess, part of the anime community for quite some time. And it looks like they're going with this live action version uh, with John Cho, which I am a super fan of. Yeah, um, no, he's, he's absolutely fantastic. And I think most people will remember him from the Harold and Kumar movies, mm-hmm. uh, but he's done so much more Star than Trek. that. I mean, Star, Star Trek. Trek, I mean, you know, Total Recall, yep. uh, you know, uh, I, I mean, he's just been in, in, in a ton of things. So uh, he did, he did that and, series. He did that series not too long ago. Um, the Exorcist. Um, yeah. And he and and we watched season one with Jenna Davis and John Cho's season two. And I was a big fan of his work. But, yeah, I mean, you know, he's an awesome actor. He really is. And uh, I watched this trailer for Cowboy Bebop and I loved it. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. And I am looking forward to seeing this on Netflix. Absolutely. You can check out the trailer. The original 1998 Cowboy Bebop, Bebop anime is available to stream now on Netflix. And the live action 10 episode remake is set to premiere on the platform here in a few days, November 19th. This yeah. is definitely one to put on the must watch list. So put it on yeah. there. Looking forward to it. Another series, Dave, I know you're very fond of uh, is Sons of Anarchy. And William Looking, mm-hmm. the actor there, uh, known for the uh, piker, or the biker Piney Winston on the show, yeah, died he, at eighty. He, yeah, he played uh, he played the father of uh, Opie mm. uh, on the uh, on the series, uh, and Opie was good friends with uh, the the lead Charlie Hunan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, I think when people see his picture. Uh, they'll go, oh, I, I know that guy because he's been in so much stuff. He has been. You yeah. Know, a lot of fans will remember him as Army Colonel Lynch on NBC's The A-Team there for a season. And then yeah. I know him, too, from playing the Bajoran Furl on three episodes of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. There you um, go. So, you know, there's he's he, been one of those character actors that have just been steadily working throughout, you know, his entire life. Um, so yeah, absolutely. And and once again, it's a sad loss uh, for the world as he is such a talent, but once again, you can revisit his work anytime streaming sons of anarchy, of course, uh, on, on FX, you can stream it on Hulu right now. So please, uh, you know, look into checking his work out, but once again, rest in peace and our condolences for his family and friends. Now we're moving on to our pop culture news where we're talking about some streaming films and series. Skull Rock Podcast, this week in Disney and pop culture. You know, Dave, I thought 
that this would be a perfect opportunity for us to catch up on what we've seen this year that we dig, what we are looking forward to to next year in terms of movies and streaming series, because that's what we love doing. Absolutely. And you know something, it's nice to kind of take a break and catch our breath. I mean, I kind of feel like we we've, we've been going uh, like crazy uh, for now over a year with the Skull Rock podcast. Uh-huh. And uh, it, it's like, it, I think we have to take a breather once in a while, not have a guest and you and I just chat and catch up on stuff. Yeah. 100%. I mean, we, we went through the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World and we kind of glossed over the fact that it was our year long anniversary. <laughs> yeah, no, so. and, and I and I agree with that. Um, I, I mean, look, th- this was this was a podcast that serendipitously started uh in uh October of 2020 in the midst of the pandemic. Um, and, and I've told this story before, uh, it, it stemmed from you and I just trading a couple of nicety emails, uh, after I did an interview on your, uh, Disney list podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And look, and look at us now. <laughs> I know. And, and look at us now, which is pretty fantastic. I mean, you know, what, what blew me away, I have to tell you, uh, was, you know, getting notes from people around the world, you know, and, and we read Alan's note from Taiwan uh, on air. And, and I've gotten other emails from people just saying, Hey, I'm listening to the podcast and I love it. And I, and I'm just blown away by that because, you know, we're having fun and we're bringing on, uh, you know, friends, uh, to talk about their careers and, and, and talk about, you know, behind the scenes stuff, uh, at the parks or on some of the movies, um, uh, over the years. And, uh, I'm just enjoying it. I really am. And it's so gratifying to hear from people, uh, hear from listeners telling us that they're loving it as well. Oh, 100%. It's always nice when you get that, that kind of attaboy from people saying that they enjoy the work, which is wonderful. I think because you and I deal with, and I say you and I, I mean, we, we have a lot of delayed gratification when it comes to our jobs. <laughs> so we don't really know how things are until they truly are released into the world. Um, when it comes to music or in your case, everything, you know, entertainment, uh, filmmaking and all of that, that creative side of us, it's not like yeah. we're, we're in a band per se, where we're out there performing and we get the rush of the people that are giving us energy back. We have a delayed, it's a delayed uh, reaction for people. And when we put these podcasts together, it's always nice to get that kind of feedback because Hey, we know that people are listening because we're still doing this, this show, but it's always nice to hear from, from people and get their feedback of what they love and the questions that they have to ask us and our guests, which are always great. Yeah. And, you know, it's really interesting, too, because I just thought, oh, okay, we'll do a podcast, Al John. That'd be great. And uh, we'll just do a a once a week get together and we'll bring a friend on and we'll we'll ask him questions and we'll chat and blah, blah, blah. And I had no idea that, you know, people are doing podcasts where they they just do, you know, 20 episodes and, you know, bank them and then release them once a month or whatever. Uh, So so. 
I, I have to say, ignorance is bliss. Hey, right? look, I, you know, <laughs> hey, at least for me, <laughs> I like I like the fact that we we get together and chat and catch up every week because first of all, we ha- we share a lot of the same um, views in terms of like what is entertainment for us and what we enjoy, and so kicking back and talking about these things, and then also having your friends come on and discuss the projects that you've been involved in or things that you've seen kind of grow and evolve and take shape. It's always great because as super fans, I count myself as part of that. I love to hear those behind the scenes stories and it's just so much fun. Um, As I say, I'm a big fan of bonus features. Anytime I can buy a DVD, the physical copy of DVD, Blu-ray, whatnot, I always pop in the um, the the bonus features first because I can't wait to dissect all this stuff that I've been kind of thinking about in my head. How did this come about, right? And this show oh, is no. kind of like that. It's a nice co- companion to all the stuff that you've seen, um, you know, in pop culture over the years. No, no, I completely agree, and uh, and, and I think you know talking about those behind the scenes stories and revealing some of that uh, to a listening audience. Uh, I think it's thrilling. It really is. You know, there's sometimes there, there's stuff that people had no idea about. Uh, and you know, we, we have an opportunity to, to sort of talk about it and, and and drill into it a little bit, you know, and, and, and understand how it came about and all of those kinds of things. And, you know, again, uh, when I was working on some of these animated films over the years at Disney, um, you know, you'd be working on a film for a year, two, three years, you know, and you'd have no idea whether anybody's going to love it or, or hate it, or, you know, no one's going to show up or five people are going to show up to see it. I mean, you really had no idea. Uh, and, and by the way, it's a, a little bit similar with doing a book, you know, I mean, the, my most recent book, the Claude Coates book, uh, I, you know, I worked on that for a good couple of years and, uh, you just have no idea, uh, about, uh, how people are going to receive the book. And I've been very fortunate in that there's been a lot of great comments and, um, a lot of excitement about it. That's awesome. I, w- I have to, before we get into the meat and potatoes of this, I have to say that I know that you worked on several of the video games with Don Bluth. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think you worked Dra- on Dragon's Dra- Dra- Lair. Dragon's Lair and Space Ace. Now, did you did you worked on the original versions of those, right? With the animation and the effects. Okay, because yeah. I'm a big fan of those video games, Dave. And you know I'm a huge retro game guy. I love... I've got like retro arcade stuff. I've got a bunch, you know, I I used to have a friend that uh, was, I guess, an owner, part owner of a retro video game store back in the nineties and two thousands. So I had every video game console. I had every, every one of these things. And I recently purchased the digital versions of space ace and dragon's lair. And I have to say that they are some of the most difficult video games I've still ever played. (laughs) <laughs> I could not for the life of me. I keep on dying. I keep I I'm like, how does anyone play this? Like this doesn't even, this doesn't even compute back in the day. I would pour dollars into a machine just so I can try to, to get the, the night to go where I want it to go. And I, I am still very bad at it. 40 years later, I'm still bad at it. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I have to tell you, those those uh, two video games were some of my first. Uh, 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 you know, it was like my first job in in the animation industry, so cool. uh, and I was in at an entry level position. I, w- I was a special effects in betweener. Oh. I was like as low as you can go on the totem pole, uh, but I learned a lot and I had a great time with it. And you know, that was my springboard uh, into Disney and working on the Black Cauldron. Did you know, Dave, that some of those Holy Grail laser discs, because this video game system, and you probably know this, Dave, that those video game systems in the early days was like a choose your own adventure. So every track was a part of the laser disc and those machines are super rare and those laser discs are incredibly rare. So if you're a video game collector, because it's a thing buying yeah. that thing it's hard to find one with that phillips unit with the the complete intact laser disc of, of those video games so if you find one out there um awesome congratulations in the meantime i got the digital ones and i'm still not <laughs> not a very good player of those games i thought i'd bring yeah. that up you know i i have to say i i have fond memories of, of doing work on those uh because again it was my first job in the industry and uh and i learned a lot you know, yeah. uh, it, it was pretty amazing. Well, one of these uh, and, days, yeah. and, and by the way, from what I understand, uh, Don Bluth has been trying to get backing to do a Dragon's Lair feature. It makes sense. It yeah. makes a lot and of I, sense. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but that that's what I that's what I've been hearing rumblings about. You know, that would be a perfect opportunity to uh, for a franchise to come back to life or those two, because I think there's just enough meat on the bone there to satisfy um, the fans and new fans because it's fantasy or in this case, fantasy um, sci-fi, right? You know? Yeah. So it's, um, I think it's just ready. I think it's ready. And I think it could easily become a, a, a series provided it stays, you know, within that PG G rated realm, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I think that's possible. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I tell you, Dave, this year has been another interesting and also good year for streaming content. And there is a lot of it out there. You know, some of it put out by Disney plus, I know that Disney plus day is coming uh, really soon. And Netflix is, you know, still going strong. I just signed up for Peacock so we can talk about that, but let's discuss some of the best things that we've seen streaming wise and in the theaters this year. And then maybe some of the most anticipated things we can look forward to next year, because I think this is a really good opportunity now that we're in November to kind of uh, put a bow, if you will, on some of the stuff we've seen over the years or this Absolutely. year. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, there's there's a couple of shows that that come to mind right away. Uh, Mayor of Easttown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to watch that. Uh, I thought that was a really really terrific show um it stars um well now it's gonna drop out of my head oh (laughs) gosh um you know who i'm talking about from titanic uh kate winslet yes thank you very much Yes, Kate Winslet uh, is the star of that, and uh, she really does uh, an, an amazing job. You know, she's an English actress, and she's got this, you know, sort of East Coast Pennsylvania accent mm-hmm. um, uh, as she plays a cop uh, in the uh, in the series. 
And, um, you know, I have to say, uh, it's, it's absolutely worth watching. It's on, uh, HBO max. If people haven't seen it, uh, I, I completely, uh, highly recommend it. Uh, you know, she plays a detective in a small Pennsylvania town investigating a local murder while trying to keep her life from falling apart. Uh, so, um, that, that was a really great show. Um, and, and again, you know, these are little gems. They're, they're like, you know, limited series there, you know, I think there was eight or 10 episodes. Mm. Um, well, really well done. Yeah. You could check that out on HBO max. Uh, I really enjoy Kate Winslet for sure. And uh, Gene Smart is in there as well. So there's there's some notable actors and actresses in this. So yeah, and, and and by the way, speaking of Gene Smart, um, people should check out Hacks. All right, Dave. Yeah, you know, I I have to say, Hacks was a really surprisingly good show. Uh, stars Gene uh, Smart, uh, Hannah Einbinder. Uh, and it explores a dark mentorship that forms between Deborah Vance, a legendary Las Vegas comedian <laughs> and an entitled outcast 25 year old. Wow. And it's, it's really, it's quite funny. I mean, really, really well-written material. Again, people can watch it on HBO max. Um, I thought that was a, a wonderful show. Uh, you know, the other, the other limited series that, uh, that we recently, watched Al John only murders in the building three mm-hmm. strangers who share an obsession with true crime suddenly find themselves caught up in one and it stars Steve Martin Martin Short and Selena Gomez uh, and I have to tell you really you know I I kind of went into this one not really sure uh, and I just after the first episode, it just grabbed me and we, we binge watched this one. It was really terrific. That's awesome. First of all, I, I feel like that, that is on my watch list for sure. Yeah. And, and that, that's on Hulu for a, anybody who's interested in watching that, uh, only murders in the buildings available on Hulu. And I would absolutely check that one out. I really liked it a lot. It looks fun. First of all, big fan of Martin short and Steve Martin. Selena Gomez is quite a talent in her own right. But uh, this looks great. It's almost as if they were channeling a little bit of the humor of Clue, you know, at least in the trailer. Yeah. So I'm yeah. hoping that, uh, yeah. Absolutely. And, and you know, what's interesting about some of these series is that, you know, you could probably do a 90-minute or two-hour two movie on, you know, the, the premise of some of these uh, shows. Mm-hmm. But what this gives you, you know, over eight or 10 episodes, it, it, it's just the more you want when you go to see a film, you know, uh, and it, it just opens up the storylines. You explore the characters a little bit more in depth. Um, and, you know, it's like Loki, like mm-hmm. they could have made a Loki movie, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and instead they made an eight episode um, uh, season. And uh, you get to see some of these characters a little bit more in depth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. You know, um, you're, you're talking about streaming series. And I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, talk about something I did kind of mention <laughs> early, early on. 
And that was the, um, the crazy series. Let me see the handmaid's tale. <laughs> handmaid's tale. You see, even talking about it, I'm claiming for Clemp, Dave. Um, no, I, I, listen, I, I have not watched the hand handmaid's tale. Nancy has watched it. Okay. So yeah. we were going to have to, we should bring her on as a guest and have her talk about it. <laughs> 100%. Um, it's set in a dystopian future. A woman is forced to live as a concubine under fundamentalist theoretic, a theocratic dictatorship. It's a crazy, crazy show where the world, as you know, it is kind of turned upside down, but Elizabeth Moss is an amazing actress. She really delivers it's it feels real it's visceral it is dramatic it has some sci-fi element there to it it's definitely a thriller so full of drama um and also the the rest of the cast is very 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 good uh von stravonsky i believe that's how you pronounce her name she is uh-huh. wonderful as the governor's wife and then you have the governor joseph fines of uh, people are familiar with joseph fines work um creepy super creepy um I, I think a lot of people remember him from uh shakespeare in love or um elizabeth or any one of those things but um or sherwood um uh, more recently an american horror story where um of course you know me in horror movies i i love those type of things but uh, joseph finds super creepy and once again you know it's it's kind of like I feel like the very ending of the original planet of the apes where Charleston Heston is sitting there in the beach and looks up and says, you blew it up. You know, that kind of twist. Damn you. Yeah. Damn you. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) That kind of twist is exactly what happens literally every 30 minutes in this, in this series. I feel like it's well-written and gives you that, that uneasiness, and everything is turned upside down. And this particular season this year was extremely crazy. So um, if you're into kind of a mind-altering, uh, reality-bending tale, The Handmaid's Tale is definitely on the list for streaming. Um, now, I, I, I'm going gonna, gonna to mention a couple of others here, kind, okay. of, kind of in rapid fire uh, almost. But um, on Netflix, uh, there is a terrific show called Sweet Tooth. Have you mm, seen this? I've heard of it, yes. So, so Sweet Tooth is about a boy who's half human, half deer, who survives in a post-apocalyptic world with other hybrids. Oh, gosh, that sounds so, and, so and, me. And, and and it's such a great show, really well done, uh, well made, well written. It's certainly uh, you know a science fiction and emotional family drama that works together. Uh, I, I mean, really well. Uh, you know, it, it's there's funny moments, there's sad moments, there's you know uh, joyfulness, there's darkness, you know, uh, and, and I have to tell you, it, it, it's, it, 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 it's an unexpected kind of show as far as I'm concerned. So I recommend Sweet Tooth on Netflix. It's, it, it has, um, it's interesting. I think a lot of these actors that are at the top of the billing here, these seem to me very, very uh, relatively unknown. Yeah. There, there, there is, I think, pretty much an, un, 
you know, I don't want to say completely unknown. I mean, most of these actors have been in other things, uh, but uh, I have to say the the star of the show, uh, Nonzo Anozi, is yeah. is the kid's name. Um, you know, I haven't seen him before, but he was terrific. Um, wow, it looks very interesting, Dave. So yeah. now I'm going to have to put that in the queue because it this looks so interesting. Yeah, and, and I, I I have to say, you know, these are these are kind of shows that you discover, and maybe people out there haven't haven't heard of some of these shows. This is one I think a lot of people have heard of, Rick and Morty, an <laughs> anim- animated series that follows the exploits of a super scientist and his not so bright grandson. And uh, you know, it's Justin <laughs> Rowland, Chris Parnell, Spence, yeah. uh, Spencer uh, Grammer, and Sarah. Chalk, yeah, Chalk? yeah, 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 uh, and it's on HBO Max. Uh, I, I have to tell you, I watched this with my youngest daughter, who's 22. Uh, but we we watched this together, which uh, it, it's it's hysterical writing. It's really a lot of fun. Well, so I had no idea you watched Rick and Morty. Yeah, uh, this is new, so I'm, I'm going to have to catch up because I have seen Rick and Morty before, and it's irreverent. It's uh, very adult, kind of crazy. Um, but I feel like this is the adult adventures of, of, uh, doc Brown and Marty, Marty McFly, basically, you know, it's kind of that, that weird yeah. relationship, you know, crazy, crazy uncle, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a lot of science fiction so much so that a lot of the writers have been drafted to write for series like Loki for Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I I have to tell you, uh, the more we talk about this kind of stuff, the more you're going to realize I have a very eclectic taste in uh, entertainment. Uh, I watch a lot of different things. I like it. I like it. And I'm 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 with you on that. I think Rick and Morty is a really funny, smart, episodic, you know, kind of a kind of series and the animation's hilarious. It's kind of it's got that irreverence that you would find on like a Fox Saturday, you know, or adult swim, you know, show. Um, yeah, but it is definitely cool. I'll do, I'll tell you that. Uh, I, I would also mention since you have brought it up, the Rick and Morty thing is that the Marvel series for streaming have been really, really good. I think overall I've been very pleased with the type of content, whether it's Falcon and the winter soldier, WandaVision, um, Loki, those are the three that come to mind uh, yeah, right all, now. All, ter- all terrific. I mean, all yep. really enjoyable. And, and if people haven't seen them, they, they should really check those out on uh, Disney Plus. Yeah, I feel I feel like there is more thrill factor than fill factor. If you get catch my drift yeah. on those things, no, I, I think I, that I, that they really expand on the Marvel universe. So it's a once again a, a great thing to watch and see um also what if i have to say that i like the what if uh animated series as well so i'll throw that in there um okay. group together um did you see what if at all dave yeah i, I have not seen that one okay. uh but i'm gonna put it on my list of things to uh, watch well that's got an incredible art art style i love cell shaded kind of animation and yeah. um and the what if series brings to life one of my favorite comic book series, uh, what if I always thought that the alt exploring alternate universes and different choices, uh, that the heroes or villains take can completely change an entire, uh, story arc or universe as it were. And the same has gone for, uh, for Loki. 
um, an incredible series. And I think the chemistry between the lead actors there um, were amazing. And then once again, Falcon Winter Soldier, and I could go on with WandaVision being just a, you know, a great series. So more, more ups than downs for me, I think overall. And I would say if you're batting 85%, you know, of my attention, I think that's really good. So out, you know, that I would say that those series range from like 85% to 90% on my, my list, you know? Yeah. You know, I, I'm going to throw out another one that I actually just watched while I was traveling and Mm -hmm. I binged watched this, uh, eight episodes. Uh, it's called clickbait. Yeah, uh, I saw that. And it's on on Netflix. Did you see it? I saw the whole thing. Oh yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, uh, it, you know when a family man named Nick Brewer is abducted in a crime uh, with a sinister online twist, those closest to him race to uncover who is behind it and why. And yeah. I got to tell you, I actually while I was watching it, I thought that guy did it. Yeah. He's the one who he's the he is the criminal here. He's the villain. And uh, I was completely wrong. I mean, there was this incredible (laughs) twist at the end. Several of them, right? Yeah. Yeah, You just didn't expect it. Yeah. Several. I mean, first of all, I, I was skeptical. I thought for sure the first, the first episode I I turned to my wife, Kristen, and I said, I think I'm out. I think I'm out. I don't, I don't, I don't really care for the characters. I don't really care. And it, it took, it took a good, you know, another episode for me to start getting interested and why do I care about these people? Right. I have to feel like I'm, I'm getting into it. And I think, uh, I think it worked out great. You know, at the end I was entranced. I couldn't get enough of it. And I think really halfway through it started getting its legs and then it really kicked into high gear the last uh, three episodes for sure. And yeah, uh, yeah so I'll, I'll put my thumbs up uh, for clickbait on Netflix for yeah. sure. And, and, you know, this past year, I mean, the last couple of years, we, we have to mention the Kaminsky method uh, with uh, Michael Douglas, mm-hmm. uh, Sarah Baker, uh, Graham Rogers, Melissa Tang, uh, and um, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, um, Arkin. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. I, I, Anyway, uh, a 30-minute comedy drama on Netflix. Uh, It's a wonderfully written show. Uh, It's from the creator of uh, The Big Bang Theory and um, uh, Three and a Half Men, um, you know, so uh, just... uh, Alan Arkin, Alan Arkin. Yeah, thank you. I kept yeah. wanting to say Adam Arkin, who's yes. his, uh, Alan's son. Alan Arkin, uh, he's he's in most most of the uh, series. Oh, for uh, sure. But not the not the last uh, the the last uh, season. No, I mean I. Well, first of all, Chuck Lorre, right? I mean, yes. let's talk about the creator, Chuck Lorre. He's done everything that you love big bang theory uh friends uh, two and a half men right so yeah 
uh, I hope I, I said that right. <laughs> you know, so yeah, no, he's he's got he's got a huge track record. Huge track but, record. But you know, Michael Douglas, yes, uh, is just a one. You know, he's just a great actor. I, you just don't see him enough these days. No, uh, he he plays an aging actor who long ago enjoyed a brush with fame, makes his living as an acting coach now, and that's kind of what this show revolves around. Uh, and, uh, I just, you know, it's just got, uh, you know, it's funny. It's got some great emotional beats, uh, throughout, uh, you know, just a great ensemble cast. You talk about the cast of that show. I have to also mention the fact that Paul Reiser is in the cast and he, I love Paul Reiser. He's you wouldn't recognize a, him in this. No, no, but I, yeah. I think he's, I think he's a great talent. And the fact that you have Emily Osment and Haley Joel Osment in the same show, <laughs> yes. like what the hey? I mean, you know, I, I, I'm Haley Joel Osment has had a re, little bit of a revival because of his involvement in Amazon's The Boys, which is, by the way, also an amazing series. If you love a twist on <laughs> on, on hero movie, uh, hero Marvel movies and things, DC Universe. Uh, so we can talk about that later. But Emily Osment, for one, uh, I had an a, opportunity to interview Emily Osment uh, way back when she was doing some work on ABC Family. And she is the best. Emily is just so nice. And to see her working alongside Haley, that's really cool as well. Jane Seymour's in the cast. So I think... Once again, uh, you're interested in in this show. I think it definitely gets a thumbs up. It's definitely on my play my playlist. It's on the uh, the the Kaminsky method with um, with Michael Douglas. Um, looks super like an amazing series. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna so, put. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I, I mean, we were we were you know we were obviously talking about a lot of television shows, but there's there's been a lot of great movies out there, uh, mm-hmm. and, and certainly I've been trying to go see as many as as possible, and we've talked about them. Uh, but I think next year, I mean, the anticipation for next year because I think there's so much pent up material that was held back uh, <laughs> until we got through this pandemic that I think next year is just going to be relentless, like every week something great is going to be coming out uh yeah and in fact the year is not even over so we can talk a little bit about some of the things that we haven't even seen or haven't even been released yet my first thing i'm going to talk about is ghostbusters um i if i didn't talk about ghostbusters i'd be shortchanging myself because I'm such a huge <laughs> Ghostbusters fan, Dave. I am Ghostbusters crazy. Ghostbusters Afterlife is going to be coming out, Wayne, in just a, a few days, really, when you think about it. I'm trying to remember what the release date uh, is for this. But it it looks brilliant. Um, we have an amazing cast. In fact, a lot of the original Ghostbusters are making... I guess um, they're coming cameos. back cameos yeah, coming, in this film. Annie Potts, cameos, Bill yeah. Murray, Aykroyd, H- Ernie Hudson is in this as well. Um, I even understand Sigourney Weaver is going to be dropping in. But you have <laughs> actors like Paul Rudd that's in there. You have uh, Film Wolfhard, uh, who's been in, gosh, uh, Stranger Things, uh, playing the, uh, the lead yes. character in there. And yeah. McKenna Grace, just a bunch of really great young actors, uh, actresses in this. So 
It looks great. I, and Paul Rudd. How could I forget Paul Rudd? I mean, I know, I know. And I, I've seen the trailer for this. It's it's absolutely fantastic. People should check out the trailer online. Yeah, absolutely. It looks absolutely amazing. So please check it out. Jason Reitman, um, Ivan Reitman's son is directing this and is right. writing it with Dan Aykroyd and um, Gil Keenan. So I can tell you that it looks like talking about fan service. I think we have a lot of that in tow, but also a great story that kind of links with the original. So I'm, I'm really excited yeah. about Ghostbusters. And, and, and hopefully makes up for the uh, last version, uh, the all-female uh, Ghostbusters that came out and fell on its face. You know, honestly, I, 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 I'm with you on that. It could have been so good. It could have been so good because the yeah. female cast was great. Like, yes. I'm a big fan of all of those actresses. But if you don't give them the right material, of course it's going to fall flat. So story trumps everything. Absolutely. Without question. Right. Um, I, you know, the other trailer I think people should go watch if they haven't seen it yet is the matrix resurrection. Ah, yes. Uh, I mean, it is an incredible trailer. Uh, you've seen it, right? I you've have. seen that trailer? I have. Yeah. In fact, I think, um, I think we actually played the audio for the trailer yeah, uh, the when, white, it, when it came the, out. The white rabbit from, uh, the Jefferson airplane. I love or, that. Yeah. Jefferson Starship. Oh, no, no, no. Them. This was Jefferson Airplane. Let's not get minced up here. This is the original Jefferson Airplane, baby. You know, Paul Katner would, would be like, what are you talking about? You know, very slick and be raising her eyebrow. But no, I like I like that that whole thing. I mean, it starts again and people got rebooted and find themselves back in the Matrix and Neo is in a fish out of water again. You know, so I don't I, I have a feeling this is kind of a soft reboot of this and where it goes from here, who knows? But I, I have a feeling that it's uh, once again, just another way of uh, Hollywood rebooting a franchise that has been laying dormant now for, for a little bit. So uh, how about this, Dave? Uh, we talked about, um, uh, we talked about uh, some movies. I, I know that Spider-Man No Way Home <laughs> yep. is a going to be an amazing, huge blockbuster movie. And people are getting so upset, Dave. Have you seen this? That they're downvoting everything Sony has been putting out until they release a new trailer for No Way Home. Did you see that? This no, past week? I haven't seen that. Oh, people are going nuts. Wow, going I've absolutely seen that. I look, I saw the first trailer for uh, uh, Spider Man uh, uh, No Way Home, and uh, it, it's incredible. December 17th, mark your calendars. I believe tickets are going to be on sale soon for that. Of yeah. course, Tom Holland returns as Spider Man, Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, being the mentor now that Tony Stark is gone. Uh, Zenaida is also in the film as well. And, you know, she's just fresh off the heels of Dune, which I think uh, is another film that we'll be talking about. Yeah, and you know, speaking of Spider-Man, uh, we've got to give a shout out to uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse Two, which is slated for 2022. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is the sequel to the 2018 Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse film, which I thought was just incredibly well done. Yeah, just fantastic. I mean, beautifully conceived art direction, production design. The, just the the entire film was a, a breath of fresh air in comparison to you know the standard 
CG fare that's been flooding the marketplace. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Into the Spider-Verse was, for me, (laughs) it's hard to say that that was the best Spider-Man movie, but it it was was darn darn close. close. (laughs) It was darn close. Um, it was, it was just a really, really good, uh, film. And I think once again, you're, you're looking at Dr. Strange too. You want to, uh, talk about the Marvel movies coming up. Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness is also going to be a thrill ride of a film at 2022. So that looks cool. Um, have you seen Django and Zorro? Have you seen any anything about that? I have not seen anything about this at all. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I did see the Django uh, Unchained. Okay, yeah. So Django Unchained. And, and by the way, I, by the way, I have to tell you, I went to see um, uh, uh, the Django Unchained. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me, Unchained. Uh, in one of those gold circle theaters, uh, I think it was in Pasadena. Okay. Uh, it's one of those places where you have a leather recliner. Oh, I love that. And you have uh, a little side table yeah. and there's a button you press and there's somebody that comes and what can I get for you? And yep. you're like, yep. well, I have a, I'll have a box of snow cones uh, or snow caps. I'll have a box of snow caps. <laughs> and, and then, and then she, she brought the snow caps to my, to my little table next yeah. to my recliner. And it was a martini glass that they had emptied the snow caps into so That's I had this it. martini glass full of snow caps, and I think I I had a Coke uh, icy. That's perfect. Yeah, it yeah. was fabulous. I have to say, okay, so you're talking about Gold Circle Theater. Um, I've been to Alamo Draft House, the, uh-huh. the movies, and then also the AMC Fork and Dine, and that is the way to watch a movie gang. I'm telling you right yeah. now. Um, I love the fact that these theaters offer this really nice service and that the, the, the staff wait staff is usually very, very nice and attentive, but watching a movie like that in the reclined chairs and having the food and the snacks and brought up to you. So you don't have to wait in line and they're unobtrusive. Um, at least they were when I've gone, but that's the way Chris and I love to watch movies. This is prior to us having kids. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, did you hear about this? Uh, Django and Zorro several years after the events of uh, Django unchained in 2012, Django meets Don Diego La Vega, the famed Zorro and agrees to become his bodyguard on a mission to free the local Aboriginal population from slavery. Isn't that interesting? I, I'm like I'm looking forward to seeing that. Well, apparently I, it's a 2022. Say, if, if, it, if it has uh, um, Jamie Fox, Jamie Fox in it, and I wonder who's going to play uh, Don Diego. So that so we don't know yet. We don't know yet. At least they're keeping it tight lipped. But Quentin Tarantino um, and Jamie Foxx is hoping that Antonio Banderas will actually reprise his role as Zorro from the mask of Zorro from 1998. And, and uh, Legend of I think that would be so awesome, dude. I think it would be too. Cause first of all, that would yeah. be a trip. Um, and especially with, you know, someone like Tarantino at the helm of a, a film like this, it would be totally irreverent and completely insane. Uh, as most of those films are, are, and have been. So I'm looking forward to, to that. And we'll have to, uh, pay attention to, to how that goes. Um, 
I'm we, we do. We, I, I was going to say we do need to uh, just give a shout out to the the big Marvel movies that have been held back. I mean, you got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Yep. You got Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, we've got um, Wakanda oh, Forever. Black Panther. Black Panther is supposed two, to. Be, yeah, Black Panther Two uh, is coming. Uh, we've also got. Uh, uh, Doctor Strange. Yep, Doctor Strange. Uh, yep, Doctor uh, Strange. Is, Multiverse of is Madness. coming. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the Marvels uh, is coming out, uh, and then you know, switch over to DC. You got Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom that's yep. supposed to be coming out with uh, Jason Momoa. Uh, yeah. And there's there's another there's another episode another film of john wick chapter four. Oh, okay so so keanu reeves man you yeah. talk about i mean it's like he's never left right i mean he's clearly been the unsung action hero i love by the way i love the john wick movies i'm looking forward to all of them i i love watching them they're super fun super action and and action and uh, violence packed, if you will. I'm sorry, but that's yeah. the way I, 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 that's why I like my John wick movies. Um, Oh, I also throw a shout out there with Shazam and black Adam. Uh, I know that we've got some, uh, the DC fandom event just took place a couple of weeks ago. They were unleashing a lot of new stuff. Uh, the John Cena series peacemaker from uh, suicide squad. Looks like it's going to be uh, coming out later on in 2022 black Adam with the rock. Uh, which is a spinoff of Shazam is also slated for release in 2022. So a lot of stuff going on for DC. And the last one, I also wanted to make sure to, to squeeze in there for uh, Marvel was their, their, um, their, their Sony um, project with Morbius, uh, the living vampire, which stars uh, Jared Leto. Um, that is part of the, you know, the tangential Marvel universe that Sony and, and the Spider-Man characters are yeah. happening. So right. uh, Michael Keaton, you know, is going to be returning in that, uh, doing a little bit of a cameo. But yeah. I think that's going to totally launch into that whole gothic uh, um, horror style that has been missing in Marvel. But I know that it was part of the um, the Marvel universe in a long time uh, from the 60s, just the whole vampire thing. So. That'll be kind of cool. I, I, you know, I, I want to mention a film that's available now. Uh, you can watch it on Prime, uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, it's called The Tomorrow War. Cool. Uh, yeah. That stars uh, Chris Pratt uh, and Yvonne Struck Strahavski <laughs> and J.K. Simmons. I, I can't pronounce her. I, I'm terrible at pronouncing names. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but awesome. uh, you know, she was from Chuck. She played the yeah. uh, the secret agent in in the TV series Chuck. Yeah, yeah. She's a terrific actress. Chris Pratt, fantastic. J.K. Simmons yep. is, is wonderful. And uh, this is this is a really interesting film. I had a chance to watch this again while I was traveling. By the way, I. I I have to tell you, um, my wife is able to cast our um, streaming services onto the hotel room TVs. Yeah. Which I thought was fantastic. So, <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I was just like, wow, this is great. I wait, wait, this. wait, you wait, know? wait. So your your <laughs> wife is more technologically advanced than you are, Dave? What is this? Well, I think she, I, I think when it comes to 
you know, the portableness of it all, you know, like traveling, okay, you know, I'm, I'm one, I'm a traveler who brings a book with him. I, I, I don't even have the, a digital book on, on my Kindle. I usually bring a hard copy book uh, that I sit and read when I'm flying and uh, often read while I'm uh, traveling, you know? Oh, that's awesome. Well, you see it. Uh, well, there you go. There you go, man. But you know uh, something I have to say? <laughs> okay. I think some of our listening audience might not be aware of the fact that you can cast your streaming services onto televisions in hotel rooms. So there you go. And I think that is that is the ultimate freedom, right? You're not beholden yeah. to, you know, and, and I lived out of a suitcase for many years, traveling up and down, being a, in the sales and everything. And it was so depressing to just go back to the room and just throw on HBO and just sit there and, and twiddle your thumbs and answer emails while you're working in the hotel. But now you have the ability to watch whatever you want, whenever you want to whatever yeah. device you want, which is great. And all these streaming services at, at your ready, you know, um, I, I have to say also low key on this, but is super cool. Hawkeye that's coming out later on this year, right for the holidays streaming on Disney plus with Jeremy Renner, who by the way, uh, I believe is like my spirit animal. Jeremy Renner is amazing. Haley Steinfeld's in there. Florence Pugh is going to make a guest appearance. And, and one of my favorite actresses right now at this moment, Vera Farmiga, uh, who is basically in every horror movie that's worth uh, watching. Um, it's going to be an awesome, awesome show about Hawkeye, the Avenger, and uh, yeah, Die I, I'm Hard. Just looking, I'm, I'm looking forward to a lot of uh, a lot of these things, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it it, it should be, uh, I think, uh, a banner year uh, to to go to the movies, and you know, I, I honestly think after the holidays. Hopefully this pandemic is going to really be behind us, you know, and more people feel com- more comfortable going out. Uh, I, I think we have to mention also uh, that uh, there is uh, Mission Impossible 8 coming out. Can you imagine Mission Impossible 8? Oh, my uh, that's going to be coming out. And, you know, I think we heard stories about that while it was being filmed mm-hmm. with, you know, COVID outbreaks and things like that on yes. set. Yep. Um, and the so, Eternals is coming out next week, Dave, for Marvel. Is that, is that right? Next yeah, week? Next week. Wow. Yeah. It's un- unbelievable. Yeah. It's going to be a great run, I think, into uh, into the holiday season. And And by the way, I know we've been on this tangent to talk about TV shows and movies for this, you know, for the past hour. Um, but uh, I do want uh, our audience to know we have, we have some incredible guests lined up uh, for the coming weeks yeah. uh, le- leading into the holiday season. And we're going to have some surprises too. Oh no, that's, that's great, Dave. Uh, I'm sure we're going to drop the bomb. And I think if uh, our listeners are interested in maybe some upcoming guests and how they can interact with them, they should definitely be checking out um, the Facebook page, the and the Facebook group, as well as the Discord. Um, interact with us there, and in fact, they have a brand new feature that we launched. Uh, not only am I really doing the technological thing and doing these new thumbnails for our episodes, which are great, but I, we're I also so. I'm glad somebody's doing yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but now we yeah, well, right now with the last two episodes that we had uh, with Tom Morris, we you know you've got the new graphics that pop up on your player, which are really cool. But now we're actually on. Um, 
on the Spotify app, we have the ability to answer questions and ask questions from our audience, take multiple choice questions. And uh, we'd love for you to list what show or movie you loved streaming this past year. So go ahead and let us know and maybe we'll read your answers in an upcoming episode. And that's exclusively through the Spotify app. And, and by the way, I'd say if you uh, disagree with with some of the things we've said about some shows, if you have a different viewpoint, let us know. I'd like to hear different viewpoints on some of these uh, TV shows and movies uh, that we've been watching uh, over the months. It's two questions before we wrap up, Dave. I have to ask you, and then we can okay. we can bounce. Um, best streaming series you've seen this year on any platform. And best movie you've seen this year on any platform? Okay, so for the streaming series, wow, uh, that's going to be a hard one. But I'm going to probably have to go with uh, Mayor of Easttown, which nice. I really liked a lot. Uh, but you know, again, it's so hard, <laughs> Al John, to answer those questions. Yeah, but I know? have to be the one asked. I, I know. And then best movie. Uh, look, I, I'm gonna say it's a tie because Shang Chi. Yeah. I thought was you know Shang Chi and the ten the ten rings. Yeah, yeah. To me, was a fantastic film. I thoroughly enjoyed it. But also, I have to say. No time to die. Ah, ha, ha, you yeah. know, Dan, Daniel Craig's <laughs> Swan Song. Yeah. You know, both both of them were great films. If you get a chance, please see them in a movie theater. And better yet, see them on an IMAX screen. There you go. Yep. Uh, I think uh I think I'm going with uh, I think I'm going with Shang-Chi. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think we're going with what that. About, what about what about uh for a television show? Uh, I'm What's gonna go, your top? I'm gonna go with uh, Squid Game. Okay. Squid Game. I, I, mean, haven't, I haven't watched that yet, so okay. Yeah. I got you. I, I mean, it's there's so many. Um, there's so many, and uh, and we just started the new season of The Walking Dead, so I'm looking forward to that. This is the last season for The Walking Dead, but hey, you know, you, you gotta you gotta get it while you can. You know what I mean? That's it. Um, I gotta get my I gotta get my zombie on uh, when and where I can. But anyway, Dave, your attention, please. <laughs> now loading on track number one. For a trip around Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom. Skull Rock Podcast. All aboard. Your main street to the world of Disney. Man, there is so much, Dave, that we can talk about in terms of our favorite Netflix and streaming shows on Hulu and all that. So, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know, we, we could have kept going on and on and on. <laughs> but you know something? We're, we've, we've got plenty of material to talk about in upcoming shows. And uh, there, there's series dropping uh, almost on a weekly basis now. I mean, it's just craziness. It so, um, but we've got some great guests coming up. And I don't, I'm not even going to give it away because I, I just <laughs> feel like, you know what? Uh, let's surprise our audience. Sure. And we do appreciate the fact that every single week you could keep on coming back and you're spreading the love and the joy of this show to your family your friends out there so uh once again we appreciate that and don't forget to give us those reviews every little bit helps the algorithm i don't even know what that means dave uh but all i can say is that it helps when you spread the word and you leave us those reviews especially those five-star reviews 
Give Absolutely. us those. Yeah. It's all give, about the five star reviews. Give us those five star reviews. You know, I ain't too proud to beg. Uh, if you love Disney <laughs> and pop culture, don't forget to subscribe to us uh, at every one of those favorite uh, podcast platforms, as we say here, everywhere you get podcasts, as well as uh, I want to give also a special shout out, you know, uh, to Anchor, to Spotify, to, uh, you know, to iHeartRadio as well. We're also on those. And uh, follow us on all the social media platforms as well. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're posting there. Uh, we're also on the um, uh, Discord as well. We're on the Discord day. Boy, I sound like a out-of-touch person. <laughs> we're on the Discords. They're on the internets, on the interwebs. Uh, drop us those podcast emails to Dave at SkullRockPodcast.com or Alchon at SkullRockPodcast.com. Also like to... Uh, Give us a big a big shout to our uh, listener support as well. Uh, and Sorcerer Radio at srsounds.com. Dave, I'll let you uh, give us a final word and not so well, uh, and not sound so out of touch like I just did. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen to everybody out there on the internet. Uh, <laughs> now, peace and love to everybody as always. Uh, go out and have a fabulous week. Uh, we look forward to seeing you next week right here on the Skull Rock Podcast. Skull Rock Podcast is made possible by listeners like you. We'd love to thank Charles, Lindsay, Spencer, and Joshua. To support this podcast to sustain future episodes, visit anchor.fm forward slash Skull Rock Podcast. I'm Al John Go, co-host of the Disney List Podcast, as heard on Sorcerer Radio, as well as Skull Rock Podcast, here with my wife, Kristen. Hello. Hello. You are an earmarked agent who books Disney travel and vacations for people all the time. Give our listeners a reason why they want to give you a call instead of just booking a trip by themselves. Well, I can do all of the legwork for them. I have expertise. I've been to the Disney parks well over a hundred times so they've got that knowledge at their hand as well as it saves them time and money where can people get in touch with you so that they can book their next disney cruise disney park trip adventures by disney they can contact me at theme parks and cruises at gmail.com